Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up, y'all? This is the Commish. Tammy Sawyer representing District 7 here on Verbally Effective Podcast with my sobra, Ina Esco. Hi, this is Bobby O.J., program director and morning personality for WDIA, hanging out with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Tennessee primary election is August 6th. Vote to re-elect Barbara Cooper for District 86 State Representative. Early voting begins July 17th until August 1st. You can continue to vote by mail until July 30th. Visit vote4bcooper.com. Use the number four instead of letters. This re-elect Barbara Cooper advertisement was paid for by Friends of Barbara Cooper. Hey, this is Chef Pam from Chef Pam's Underground Cafe, and I'm verbally effective because I believe in us and I believe in family. Chef Tamara Patterson, born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas, known by most as Chef Tam, she is the owner of Chef Tam's Underground Cafe. She comes from a long line of cooks, bakers, and restaurant owners. April 22nd, 2018, Chef Tam made her Food Network debut, appearing in Guy's Grocery Games, where she beat out three classically trained chefs with her soulful Bayou Lovers rendition of mac and cheese filled with crab and shrimp, peach cobbler, French toast, candied cayenne bacon, and soul pizza good enough to knock your socks off. It was, get this a collard green pizza. She was also featured in Essence Magazine that same month. That summer, she dashed across the TV again in a burger battle for champions on Guy's Grocery Games. And then later in the summer, she was a featured competitor on Ultimate Summer Cook-Off on Food Network as well. Within a few months of being open, Chef Tams was nominated Best New Restaurant in Memphis and Best Overall Food in the City. Her family and its legacy and its love of amazing food is what has driven her no matter the obstacles she's faced. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Verbally Effective podcast. And you know what? You can also subscribe, write a review, follow the podcast right now on all podcasting platforms, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, 
uh, Spotify, Spreaker, we are on there. And today I'm so excited because I have a young lady that I have interviewed before and she is a Texas gal like me living in the M right now. Her name is Chef Tamara Patterson and she is the owner of Chef Tam's Underground Cafe and she's been on a plethora of you know reality shows on the Food Network and she's going to talk all about it today. How are you doing Chef Tam? I'm groovy. How are you, dear? Girl, I'm good. You know, I had to walk out in my flower bed in my garden like you. Like I told you, you're such an inspiration <laughs> on social media yes, with what you're doing with your garden. I know you're in heaven, lady. Let me tell you, this garden, I, I say it um, jokingly, but I mean it with all sincerity. It literally saved my life. After everything that was going on in the world, mm-hmm. um, it, it, I needed an outlet. Um, and, you know, having a teenage son, I couldn't hold him by his hand like he was two. You know, okay. I still had to let him be free and, you know, go where he needed to go and do what he needed to do. But he felt like I was restricting him because of my fear. Mm. And so I happened to see one of my my cousin actually uh, in Texas had planted a peach tree in her backyard and she went live and she said, I planted this tree for my cousin mm. because she's a chef and I want her to be able to make me all the peach cobblers I need. So I don't need her to have a reason not to make me no peach cobbler. So this tree is for her. Wow. And the next week I went and bought some seeds and I knew nothing of what I was doing. <laughs> nothing. I was like, I didn't even go get plants at first. I went and got seeds and was like, I'm ready. Wow. Give me some dirt. Look, you and creating honey, a harvest. Yeah. This thing has, my, my best friend says all the time, why don't you quit telling people you have a garden? You have a farmer's market. You sure do have a farmer's yeah. market. Look, I'm coming yeah. to shop with you soon over there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you'll be able to come and have everything you can imagine. We're keeping everything um, organic. I don't use any chemicals. I don't do anything like that. And I could not believe that um, I was as successful at this as, um, I've been um, mm-hmm. everything from potatoes to watermelons to cucumbers and zucchini and squash and tomatoes and peppers and wow. I, green beans and peas and I just couldn't believe that I'm like wait a minute this I'm growing okra right like, <laughs> I'm growing okra look you got a green thumb yeah I didn't but let me tell you you know I had no idea. COVID, mm-hmm. though it brought out the worst in a lot of situations, brought out the best. You're right. You're right about and that. And I am, I am at my best when I'm in this garden. I'm able to love mm-hmm. and be as overprotective. I'm out here killing bugs left and right. Like, Ooh. oh, this ain't yours, homie. Girl, them bugs be getting <laughs> on my nerves, on my flowers, and my vegetables. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> wow. So but I know it feels good to be able to go in your own, you know, farmer's market in the backyard and like pull the vegetables right. for dinner for the mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. For wow. dinner. And then we, I plant, I've gotten so many peppers back here that I'm actually able to take peppers to the restaurant. 
dressing. Peppers and tomatoes. And, um, you know, I, now there's a headline for you. Uh, I created a way for me to get what my restaurant needed because we have a huge backyard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, we may as well make it be something. (laughs) And, And here we are. Wow, that is amazing, Chef Tam. And you know what? You know, you have an amazing restaurant in the heart of Memphis, Chef Tam's Underground Cafe. But, you know, I know most people know this, but you are not from Memphis. You are from Fort Worth, Texas, which I know about Absolutely. them Texas gals. <laughs> Absolutely. How so was I'm, it? I'm a Texas girl yeah. living in a Memphis world. Yeah. And it is... Um, it has been interesting. It has been um, a heck of a learning experience. Um, every day I'm learning, and uh, a lot of times I have to shake my head. Uh, like I, don't under, I don't understand spaghetti as a side, because spaghetti is not a side. Um, I don't understand. Yeah, and I was like, what are y'all doing? You're supposed to have salad and bread. What are you doing? Yeah, they do it a little different <laughs> I had here. to get used to that. Um, I had to get used to um, a circle. Like, I've not gotten used to a circle B. Like, you can't pay me to eat a circle B. I know, right? But they love circle B, girl. They love them, honey. (laughs) Um, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to eat that. Um, There's so many things that I've gotten used to. But what I will say is that the city is so steep in history mm-hmm. and that is the one thing that makes me love it um, yeah. because I've always been a girl about history yeah. and so that is what makes it even you know through the dark toughness of the violence that may go on here or whatever the history in this city is so great that it almost, almost makes you forget everything else and it, it gives you, there's so much opportunity here that it's ridiculous. That's true. That's and true. Um, if we ever just took on that opportunity, honey, you talking about winning? Baby, winning for everybody. Shoot. We all winning. And for everybody. Honey, yeah. no lies told. I already know. But let's talk about your, your days in Fort Worth, Texas. How was it growing up in Fort Worth? Tell me about some of that, Chef Tam. So I am from all over Fort Worth. And the reason I say I'm from all over Fort Worth is because um, my mother is from the south side of Fort Worth. And so we were raised there when we were really young. And then um, my mama had a really decent job and we moved, you know, to the white people neighborhood after a while. (laughs) And so, and and lived a pretty decent life. Um, However, we were never afforded the opportunity to forget that the south side of Fort Worth, the hood, is where we're from. Mm. And I say we weren't able to forget that because um, to this very day, my family still um, lives there. A great bit of my family still lives there. And the history of my family there um, is is so steep in the fact that my mother's father owned a barbecue restaurant on Mm -hmm. the south side of Fort Worth. Um, I went to elementary school there. Um, My high school was just uh, west of 
of there in downtown Fort Worth. I was born right there. And so those days were filled with good food and family. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't too many times that I don't remember that at some point in our lives, all of us lived on the same street. Literally, wow. like one eighty, one eighty lived in one house, or skip a house. We lived in another house, skip a house. It it, it was like that so many times for us mm. as little children, and so we really had an opportunity to grow in the grace of family there. Yes. And so I take that now as a forty-one-year-old woman. That is so important to me. Mm-hmm that I can't even move without that. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I can't move without the memories of what that looks like. And so, um, I'm the I'm the old I'm the youngest but the oldest in that <laughs> if you get sick, I'm the person that's gonna boil boil you something and tell you to take this. If if you're hungry, I'm the person that's gonna fix you something to eat. If your baby crying, I'm gonna probably take the baby out your hand. Oh, um, that's old just soul. me. Oh yeah, that, I mean it's so like people have come into the restaurant and say, "Oh, she got a bad attitude." No, she ain't got no bad attitude. She just gonna come take your baby because you you don't know what to do because the baby crying out loud in public. <laughs> I, I got I got a dog. Keep eating, baby. Enjoy yourself. Right. Come on. Oh, and wow. that's that's just. But here's the thing that has translated you know, into my entire life. Mm. Um, at nineteen, twenty years old, I or nineteen, I got married for the first time. Really? To my son's father. Uh huh. Very we got young. Married to my son's father. Yeah, very young. You was married in love, girl. Father. You was in girl, love. That's what they call it. <laughs> or, uh, in life, whatever. We ain't married no more. <laughs> Wow. No, but we were together a really long time. I met him when I was 17, married him when I was 19, and we stayed together until I was 26. Wow. And so we were together almost 10 years. And um, in within our union, we did, um, we were youth pastors at our uh, church. And one of our, one of the youth that we had under our tutelage is, uh, was the first round draft pick last year, Josh Jacobs. Wow. That plays for um, the Oakland Raiders. Mm. Well, mm. now they are the Las Vegas Raiders. But, yeah, um, that has been who we are or who, I, who I've who i been my entire life. I, I take everybody's kids in. Uh, I only have one biological child, but my child is now 16 and can never tell you a time that somebody did not live with us. Mm. Wow, sixteen. It's always, yeah, he's sixteen, and he can he can honestly say there's not been one time in his life that someone didn't live with us. Mm. So you you got I don't a, know how to you, you open. Yeah, I got arms. a spirit. Yeah, I got a spirit for. I'm gonna take care of y'all, and we gonna be okay. That's, That's beautiful. All I know to do. That's beautiful because you know you don't get a lot of that these days. You don't. You do not get a lot no. of that, Tam. Wow. So no. you you know you talked about your family uh, having restaurants and you know just being 
in that industry. So I know that this is in your DNA. So, you know, when was the first time you actually started cooking? Was that something that started young for you? So here's what's interesting. Um, my mother's father owned a barbecue restaurant. Um, and this is a part of the story that nobody likes for me to tell, but it's the truth. Um, my mother's mother and my grandmother was my grandfather's side woman. Don't I will tell that story because mm. they hate it, but it's not a lie. Okay. But they must have been in love for real, even though she was a side chick, because they had like several children together and they were together for years. Mm. Yeah, that sounds And good. yeah, they, they or, or some lies again, something. <laughs> and so my grandmother was my grandfather's, grandfather's side woman. And um, wow. so we, I didn't grow up with a relationship with my grandfather. We are. We always knew of him. Um, I knew of him by stories. The first time that I ever saw him, he was on his deathbed. Mm. I'd never met him, um, but everybody always had stories about the Hickory Pit in Fort Worth, Texas, and A. B. Eddie, and da 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 da. And and so we heard this for years, or I heard it for years. My mother, of course, had a different relationship with him because she was around him when she was younger. My grandmother actually worked in his restaurant. It was on my mother's side. Mm. And so on my father's side, my grandmother was a professional baker, had 12 children by her. One husband lived that kind of life, right? Right. And then my father was her sixth child, and my father grew up and had a restaurant. Mm. And so I'm around my, my father's mother, who's a professional baker. My dad, who owned, the only job my, my father ever worked was cooking from 14 years old until he died. Wow. <clears throat> so that's all I've ever been around. However, to answer your question, I never wanted to cook. Mm. Because cooking for us children meant cleaning up. <laughs> and I just didn't, I don't understand how something that brings somebody so much joy like cooking brought so much work for somebody like me to come clean it up. Right. So I never wanted to do it, but I always knew how. I could look at something and say, that, they didn't cook that right. They should have done this at a very young age. Mm. <clears throat> and that is one of the things that I can certainly say is just in my DNA. Right. <clears throat> because that it literally became, uh, no, nah, that's not how you do that. I can do that. Let me show you. And my dad would say, who taught you that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know how to do it. And it just became a part of who I was. So the first thing I ever cooked was some sausage gravy in, in a home ec class in middle school. Mm. And from that day, until this one, I've always just known how to do something. Never, uh, people always ask, you say your dad's the best chef you've ever met, what did he teach you to cook? And I can honestly say, my dad told me how to make things. He never taught me how to make anything. Wow. My father never, he, he had all girls, and he never brought us in the kitchen and said, this is how you cook. Mm. He cooked for us every day, but he never brought us in the kitchen and did it. So you were observing him? I, I, I call my gift of cooking 
speaking, just the knowing. Mm. I call it something that the spirit gave me because it don't make any sense at all. Like literally, um, <laughs> when I went when I went on Food Network and won, I was sitting in a in a room full of chefs that have won James Beard awards and all these different awards, and they were talking about certain words, and I would have to go Google them mm. so that I wouldn't seem dumb in the conversation. I literally can honestly say this is just a gift from God. Wow. Well, honey, I've had your cooking, and it is delicious. So thank you, thank I, you. I know you got them, uh, you know, blessed hands in the kitchen, and um, you know, as you were just talking about, you know, it, it's a gift from God, and you know, your dad never definitely showed you, and your sisters. You said you had six girls, six siblings. No. No, <clears throat> my dad had four girls. Four girls. Okay, four mm-hmm. girls. And can your other sisters cook, or is it just you throwing so it down? My, young, my younger sister can bake her butt off. Okay. Um, which I can't say anything, but she got that from my grandmother because my grandmother was a professional baker. That's the only job my grandmother held until she retired baking. Wow. Wow. And so... I don't know anything but good food. Like, even if you come in the restaurant right now, we don't have decorations on the wall. We have my grandmother's recipes on the wall. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing like That's a grandma recipe, now. Ain't nothing like Absolutely. a grandma recipe. I already know. Absolutely. So, um, you know, growing up, you talked about middle school. When you were in high school, what was Tamara doing in high school? I know you could cook. Girl, being but, fast. Oh, you was being fast in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's how I said I met my husband when I was with my ex husband when I was 17. So you know I was being fast, honey. <laughs> okay, so being fast. Now, I was, I was working. Um, I worked at a grocery store in high school. Um, shucks, I was McDonald's, Brahms, ice cream and dairy stores, and a grocery store in um Plan in my life. I, I actually am not um, a chef by trade. I went to school for business management and marketing, and I went to beauty school. Okay. So I've only been cooking um, since shucks, 2010 is when I started cooking. Wow, 2010. I was yeah, I was a hairstylist. I owned I owned several salons. Okay, so you were owning salons out there in Texas. Do you miss Texas? Yeah, I, had, I, I miss the food. The food. Um, yeah. I miss the food. I miss. I miss the food, and I miss the. Uh, I don't miss the traffic. Yeah. So that traffic will make you cuss and have to repent, honey. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I do not miss that traffic at all. I know. You I, miss I, me with that. I miss certain things about Texas um, as well, but you know, we call Memphis our home. And I want you to tell the verbally effective audience what made you move to Memphis, Tamara. So, again, for me, everything is always a God thing. Um, I was homeschooling my son. And when I was homeschooling him, I brought him to Memphis um, on a field trip to see um, the history in the city. 
And while we were here, I looked at my son and I said, I think we're going to live here one day. And my son just kind of looked at me like, huh? And I was like, yeah, I think we're going to live here one day. And as sure as crap thinks, three years later, we moved here. Wow. You just upped and moved. I yeah. I knew nobody here. Had no family here. I just knew what I heard in my heart. And it was for me to come to Memphis. Wow. So when you first hit the city, how was it? It was different. <clears throat> because I feel like when God sends you somewhere... A lot of times he will shield you from the things that are in the city. <laughs> right. So I didn't see the hood parts of Memphis. All I saw was the good end of Parkway with the big houses and the big trees <laughs> and, and Germantown. That's all I saw. Wow. <laughs> and then once I saw it, I was like, whoa, what's this? Because we lived out in DeSoto, Texas, even though I'm from Fort Worth. We lived in DeSoto, which is a pretty affluent African-American community right outside of Dallas. <clears throat> and so um, I and my son had never experienced hood life, as it were, until we got to Memphis. We got here, and he was like, Mama, um, <laughs> this, is, this is different. Right. He had a little <laughs> culture shock. Yeah, he had a. He came home. I put him in a charter school when we got here. Mind you, I homeschooled him third, fourth, and fifth grade because I wanted him to have a particular experience. And <laughs> when we got here, I put him in a charter school, and my son said, "Mama, they talk about each other all day long." Checking. And I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he said, "They, they, it's something called checking." <laughs> I had never heard of it. I said, you mean high-siding? Because that's what we did in Texas. We high-siding. Yeah. He said, he said, no, mama, it's called checking. And I said, I don't know what that is. And he said, well, that's what they do. Everybody is checking everybody. And I got to be able to say something. And, you know, I'm dumb. <laughs> I have no idea what to tell him what to say. Because we ain't grow up doing that. My right. mama would beat your butt if she taught you talking about somebody. Oh, so man. I told my son, just talk about their mama. Because, <laughs> like, that's the worst thing you could do, right? <laughs> Dorian came home. He was like, Mama, I'm going to get in a fight listening to you. <laughs> right, good. <laughs> I had no clue what I should tell him. All I knew was the worst thing you could do is talk about somebody's mama. So talk about their mama. Right. Then leave you alone. Girl, you know Memphis some got some all-star checkers, baby, out here. Baby, listen, <laughs> for them, they, this is, shoot, this a part of they grow up. Yes, yes it is. You ain't, you ain't grew up if you can't check. And I'm like, no, that, you don't talk about the people you love. Jeez. And my husband was like, no, actually you do. <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> Every right. day I'm like, no, you don't talk about people you love. And he's like, who told you that? Yes, you do. Good. And I'm like, oh, wow. This is different. Very different. Mind you, I got, yeah, I got a daddy that has nothing but girls. We couldn't do that. You mm -hmm. ain't going to talk mm -hmm. about your sister. Good. And so I never experienced that until I got here. 
Checking and juking. That's your introduction to Memphis. Checking and juking, huh? Check and, and barbecue. That they swear is good, but I think Texas barbecue is better. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so Tamara, did you have intentions when you first moved to Memphis on starting the restaurant? Was that your plan? Tennessee primary election is August 6th. Vote to re-elect Barbara Cooper for District 86 State Representative. Early voting begins July 17th until August 1st. You can continue to vote by mail until July 30th. Visit vote4bcooper.com. Use the number four instead of letters. This re-elect Barbara Cooper advertisement was paid for by Friends of Barbara Cooper. What was your initial No mail. Okay. No mail. Not at all. Not at all. I had I had not said I was even gonna I was gonna do some ministry stuff here, and that was the extent of it. And then it became something completely different. Mm. And it just I was a I, I worked for someone in their kitchen, and then it was a charter school, and Shelby County pulled their charter, and when they pulled their charter. I was like, well, what am I going to do? And this girl was like, hey, I know a building that's available. You should go around there and check on the building. And she was talking about my first location in Cooper Young. And another, a vegan restaurant had that space. And I went around there and got that space. And we were able to grow from there to where we are now. Mm. It was never my intention, but it was all the plan of God. Yes, yes. And now you're at your new spot. How are you enjoying your new spot? I, you know, I was really enjoying it until that ugly half of Corona came. I know, I know. <laughs> she is, she messed up a good dream, honey. She mm. is a booger bear. She but, is. She a gift and a curse, though. Yeah, she's a gift and a curse. But here's the thing. We are grateful to be in our new space. And um, I won't complain. Yeah. I won't complain. I God remember. has kept us. God has kept us and he's been faithful. Yeah. So for I, that, I won't complain. I remember when you first moved in it, uh, you know, at the start of Black Restaurant Week, we did the interview and you had just got there. You weren't there that long. Yeah, we- Oh, we opened in January, girl. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you. We opened it in January, and by March, Corona was like, Right, right, right. Well, how have you been navigating with COVID and your restaurant business? Well, so when when it first hit, we we automatically laid off 38 employees. Oh, wow. That was really difficult. That was really, really difficult. But... Even in laying off those 38 employees, we decided that we were going to just keep going. No matter how it looked, um, we were going to keep pushing. And that's what we did. And so even though we had to lay those people off, we have not missed a beat. Um, We ended up bringing back 11 people. And now those 11 people are working daily. Mm -hmm. And so all is well. Yeah. What does a typical day look like for you 
with Chef Tam's Underground Cafe today? Wake up at four in the morning, um, pray, come in my garden, honey, and then, right, and then go there and just start our day. Um, We went back, we voluntarily went back to phase one because the numbers in the city were astronomical. And so once um, we went back to phase one, we're just now doing to go only. So we go there. Um, I'm managing the online presence, doing all of our orders for our spice line, and my niece is managing the kitchen. Mm, okay. So it's still pretty good. Business is going pretty good with the with the to-go orders, right? Yeah, it, of course, anything could always get better, right? Yeah. Anything could be better. Um, but we we are, lights are still on, phone bill is paid. Okay. You know, nobody hungry, so we're grateful. Yes, yes. Well, that is that is beautiful that you're still able to have your doors open right now because so many people can't right. say the same as it is right. today. And, um, you know, I, I was reading online on your website about all of your experiences with, you know, the Food Network and your contests. Like, how did you get into that, Tamara? So, so you know, let me tell you, I, did, I wrote a book uh, years ago um, called um, Letters to Those Who Hurt Me, like, 15 years ago, 14 years ago, something like that. Mm. Wrote the book and so I wrote this book and I got called to a a radio station in uh, the Dallas Metroplex to do an interview about the book. And when I did, um, I, I just believe in God's leading um, I just hurt in my heart to take something with me. Well, at the time, I was doing chocolate-covered strawberries like crazy. Mm. And so I took them some chocolate-covered strawberries along with the book. And we're sitting there, and the lady says to me, you know, it's really weird. You're the guest. Why are you bringing up a gift? And I said, well, I can't tell you why I brought this gift. I can only tell you that I listen to what God tells me to do. And I know he told me to bring this, and so I brought it. And so she was like, okay, all right. Well, the next week, they were having, um, I want to say, Joe Torrey, the comedian Joe Torrey, was mm-hmm. coming. And they called me and said, hey, will you bring some food? Ooh. And I was like, really? Okay. I didn't understand it, but I'm like, okay. So I brought the food, and the next week, they were having David and Pamela Mann. Well, I, David and Pamela are from Fort Worth, which is where I'm from, so mm-hmm. I've known them, you know, for years. Um, in fact, David used to do hair at the salon where we used to get our hair done when we were Really? Kids. Yeah. So I had known them for years. Mm. And so I didn't think anything of it and said, okay. And in me saying, okay, you know, I would tell you that I cooked for so many celebrities and they had no idea that I was cooking for them out of my house. Wow. <laughs> like, no joke. I'm cooking for these people out of my house. And they're eating this food like I'm a real deal chef 
and I like it was crazy. Mm. And so, as time progressed, it, every celebrity you could imagine. When I moved to Memphis and opened the restaurant, Food Network happened to be on my Instagram one day. Well, I used to do this thing where I would do hashtag the next Betty Crocker and hashtag the next Food Network star. Mm. You, you yeah, named it and claimed it, honey. You named Listen, it. I had, let me tell you, had no idea what I was doing, though. But I kept doing it. I would tweet and say, that's okay. One day Food Network is going to come for me. I'm not going to come for them. They're going to come for me. Mm. I would say that stuff just saying it. And do you know, they called the restaurant one day, you know, and when they did, I would not get on the phone. What? <laughs> Even if 
things don't make sense to you, mm-hmm. things that don't make sense to everybody else, do what you hear in your heart because it is God. Mm-hmm. Like me coming to Memphis and opening this restaurant, like that's God. I was at home living my life, mm-hmm. but I knew what I heard in my heart. And even though it did not make sense to me, it did not make sense to my friends, I came here and God, in three years, God blew that restaurant up. I went on, I've been on Food Network more times than I can, I can count. I've been in Essence Magazine. Mm-hmm. I've had celebrities come by the restaurant. Like, to the point where Monique, uh, Fat Girls Monique, the mm-hmm. comedian Monique, is in Memphis last year, and my nephew calls me and says, my nephew had moved up here from Texas to help me in the restaurant. This is Amy, uh, Monique is at the restaurant. And I said, who, okay, who is Monique? <laughs> he said, the comedian Monique, Amy. Mm-mm. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? He said, she's on the porch and she won't come in the restaurant. I said, what do you mean she won't come in the restaurant? He said, Amy, it's, um, so many people in the building. And she was like, she don't want to come in right now because there's so many people in there. She's on the porch. So I'm, at, I'm around the corner at the bank. I rush back. And she's like, I'll just try back later. They told me your food was really good. I'm like, girl, you done came all the way to my restaurant. You're going to get some food. I bring right. food to the car for Continue to be that way. I'm talking every, when I say every NBA player, football player, everybody. Mm. You just look up and it's like, wait, who's that young dog in the dining room? Okay. Is that, wait, and, and here's my son, mommy, you don't know who that is? I'm like, that, no, who the heck is a young dog? I didn't even know who he was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why, why is everybody out there taking pictures with that man? And my son is like, mama, really? Yeah, your son, you know it, he knew who that was, baby. Yeah, it, 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 it is, it's just like literally watching the hand of God orchestrate things for you. Mm-hmm. that you didn't think you would either have or were capable of having and him saying oh no I got you wow even in the midst of a pandemic I know you can oh, feel yeah. it. it let me tell you I'm going to tell you it, it ain't stopped yes it still ain't stopped right before Corona hit uh, David and Pamela were releasing something that they were doing and I just happened to log on, and I'm like, hey, y'all. And they're like, hey, Chef Pam, listen, if y'all are in Memphis, y'all got to go by Chef Pam and get some food. That's the thing that continues to happen. Yes. He, he, just, he, he keeps doing good things for us. Even if it doesn't make sense to us, even if we don't understand it, he, he keeps covering us and keeps blessing us. Yes, he does. And, and I know that, you know, you are spiritually rooted because i heard what you said um you know you were um a youth pastor like early in life like you have this in your blood and your spirit and i know since you started that garden girl you could probably hear god a little bit better because you can you know let me tell you <laughs> in fact i just posted this morning um i started my garden with some seeds and I didn't know what I was doing. I would kind of go Google my husband would Google some things. And then one day I was at Sam's Club and they had a couple of tomato plants. And I grabbed them and they already had like four or five little tomatoes on them. And I grabbed them like, 
still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to just do this. And when I brought him home, my husband got really excited about the fact that he could see something and not just hear me talking about planting some seeds. And so I started buying more seeds and planting more things. Mm -hmm. And then I started actually buying plants, too. And so when I started buying some of the plants and planting them and they were producing, it's like, wait a minute, hold on. This is, this thing is becoming something. Mm -hmm. So this morning alone, there's an eggplant plant that I bought a while ago, and it looked kind of damaged, and I got it just thinking, I'm going to get it, even though it don't look healthy, and I think I can probably bring it back to life. Mm -hmm. And so I did just that. I pruned it all the way down and then tried my best to bring it back to life. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know, that that plant um, <laughs> now has three eggplants on it. See, you nurtured that baby right there. Yeah. It, it, now, it is the one that I didn't think was going to produce. Uh -huh. It's the one that I was scared was going to die. And now it has more eggplant on it than the one that looked healthy. Girl, and that's the thing about it, like you know when it's like you're watching life grow in front of you and they're on their own time they they do what they do you can't right. make that thing do nothing now now you can nurture right. it and give it love and that's probably what helps it along the way but they do what they do on their own time mm -hmm. yes Absolutely. and i love to watch your instagram and watch your daily posts of your beautiful garden I, and you just is, have expanded it and I, you chilling in your garden right now <laughs> yeah. it, here's the thing like my husband was like what are you doing like I thought you were just going to do a, a few more things honey I got two kiddie pools back here yes. one kiddie pool is full of uh, watermelon the other one is full of tomatoes Same. I got a kind of planting bags raised beds I mean everything from corn to carrots to okra to asparagus like literally everything you could imagine is back here girl I told my husband I was like um I started those tomato and cucumber seeds and, and you know they've already sprouted I haven't seen you know the vegetable on it yet and cucumber too but I know it's coming because I've been watching your Instagram seeing the development so I know I'm on the way right so I told him I'm right. going to the dollar store to get a kiddie pool because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a harvest Baby. them in the pool he was like what you talking about I said don't worry about it. you gonna see because I've been watching Chef Tam Instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and then I'm gonna tell you what I went to Lowe's and I got some whiskey barrels. I saw and, that at Lowe's. Um, yeah, I got some whiskey barrels, and one, and one of my barrels has a mint in it, and I have like I put some very small mint plants in it. And honey, when I tell you that mint been took over and it's so big and bushy and full, mm. then the other one has some blueberry bushes in it. Oh, we gonna eat. Yes. If the world shakes, if the world shakes and things go bad, right. we're not going to be hungry over here. That's what I'm saying. We're like now is the here. time for folks to get their gardens together because we don't know what's going to happen day over day, baby. Absolutely. Right. Wow. Right. Okay, Chef Tam. So what's next for you, honey? I know you're probably taking it day by day, soaking it all in, but, but what's next for Chef Tam, honey? Well, 
my my uh, cookbook, Cats okay. uh, and Love, it should be um, getting mailed out in about two and a half weeks. Um, awesome. So all of, we started the pre-orders for that, and that cookbook should be getting mailed out in about two weeks. I'm just waiting on the printer. The printer had to kind of close um, during COVID, mm-hmm. and so we're waiting on them to to get the book printed and then we'll we'll have um, a new item added to our website. We are um, really pushing our website and our spices and uh, talks with Chef Sam in the garden and all that stuff just to, you know, keep pushing, keep moving, no matter how it looks, no matter what's going on, just to keep pushing. That's the goal. Definitely keep pushing even in the midst of a pandemic i mean there there are still you know amazing things that can happen for all of us absolutely wow all right my daddy used to say all the time one monkey don't stop no show that's true baby one monkey don't stop no show and girl i appreciate you so much for joining me today and giving the verbally effective audience some inspiration and motivation and you know, some insight into your world. You are definitely, you know, amazing Chef Tamara. I love you, honey. And you Thank are doing you. Love you big so much, things. Dear. Yes. So I want you to tell the audience how they can keep in touch with what you're doing, how they can follow you on social media, give them your website, all of that good stuff. So um website is uh thechefsam.com. And uh, the restaurant's located at 668 Union Avenue with the entrance on the rear on Marshall. Um, our Instagram um, and all of our social media is uh, Chef Tam. Let me not lie. Let me give you the actual um, Instagram name. I'm horrible about stuff like this. <laughs> like it's bad. So my Instagram is Chef underscore Tam underscore underground. Um, and then you can just look up Chef Tam on uh, Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. Ma'am, make sure you guys follow her because she's going to give you some inspiration. Y'all at the house right now, y'all better get them garden started, honey. <laughs> For real. Yeah, get, listen, get you a garden started and come and get some peace, honey, because more than I get tomatoes or potatoes or peppers, I get some peace out here. Really, it's so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's like when you out there, you know, just with your hands in the dirt, it's like you don't think about none of the worries in the world. It's just you focused on what you're doing and, like you said, peaceful. Yeah, it's, it's extremely peaceful, that's, that's for sure. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Chef Tam, for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Girl, you keep up the great work that you're doing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. You too. too. Girl, I'm trying. Look, I'm keep pushing like you said, and I am definitely going to get that um, recipe book, your cookbook that you have coming out. I'm definitely copying that. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. You better get it. Yes, ma'am.